Travel listeners, thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Alright, today we're going to be talking about Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. I uh, hope I said her last name correctly. This is the first book in the Between the Earth and the Sky trilogy. And it's inspired by the civilizations of pre-Columbian Americas. And woven into a tale of celestial prophecies, political intrigue, and forbidden magic. So, let me just say, this was a great book. I will just say this. The beginning was a little bit of a slow start, mainly because we're establishing our characters. There are three central characters. There is um, the Sun Priest. There is Serapio. And there is Ziala. Ziala is kind of like a siren. Um, she is what you would call a teak. And she can sing um, to the ocean. And there are legends that her kind can become true daughters of the ocean by turning into, you know, mermaids. Now, there's a lot I loved about this book. But again, let's just start from the beginning. Um, it's a bit of a slow start. Mainly, again, because we're establishing this world, we're establishing the pol the politics of the world, we're establishing um, racism because they don't like the teak. Um, and as far as I know, when I was reading these this book, I was imagining all the characters as um, they either have golden brown skin, deep brown skin. They were all pretty much from... I would say um, African-American or South American characters. So I like that. I, I, I do like how that's where my mind went just because of the language and the structure of the world. And I really do think it's interesting um, and creative and fresh that we are seeing more diversity in literature it's very much needed um other voices do need to be heard and history should not be forgotten i mean there are a lot of injustices that i think people just forget didn't happen so long ago um so there's that <laughs> but i loved how we're dealing with the politics i like the politics, this racism that is going on. I love this. Um, I love how they address sexism as well because Yala, again, she is a woman, she's a teak, she's a captain. She is in control. And I think that that scares the men of her ship more than her being um, an other, you know? Because she has power, they don't. Without her, they're kind of screwed. So I think they're just latching on to their sexism, which is just giving them more reason to hate her. But we'll talk more about that. However, the same can be said for the sun priest. She is from the earth. Uh, by that, I mean, you know, where she comes from, the city of Tova, there are the sky people, and then there are uh, the earth people, and, and carrion crow. And 
these are people, they live like deep in the earth. There's like this, this maw, it's kind of like a canyon and they live in the canyon. So they're thought of as lesser because they live lower. You know, there is this really clever establishment of class structure and how that, that builds up um, you know, segregation, it builds up tension, it builds up um, hatred. Again, the sun priest, she feels her own challenges because she came from, she's considered other as well, and yet she came to a position of power, whereas everyone around her is just like, mm, you're, you're less than us, how you should not be above us. So there's that. <laughs> um, but I will say the story does offer the reader a lot because it is so interesting. Um, it just takes a little while to build up the pacing and the tension just because, again, those first few chapters, you're really just establishing this world. You're establishing the politics. You're establishing the prophecies. Um, you're establishing how all these people are separated because they are. They are very separate from other people given where they come from. And that's something that's very cool for me. I think it offers, you know, the reader something really interesting to read. And I do, that's why I really like this book. Now, again, I've already talked about um, some of the sexism that is in this book. These women are considered other. And as far as Yala being a teak, she has more power to her name than other women would otherwise have. Now, I like that. I think it's interesting. I do like how we're seeing this balance of power shifted towards more female scope because again the sun priest as well is other and she is a woman and it's not just men who dislike her it's men and women people from the who are her sky made um they don't like her because she is from the earth you know she's from the maw and And that was something very interesting to see. I liked that. And I like how she, <clears throat> pardon me, I like how she's facing other challenges as well. These two female characters, they're, fa they're facing a lot of challenges. You know, the Sun Priest, I forgot her name because for half of the book, they just call her Sun Priest. Uh, as if she's given up all identity to be sky made, except she's, you can never let go of your core. And you should never forget where you came from. And when she reunites with her brother later on, you can see she has forgotten where she, where she came from. She has neglected. They're like, oh yeah, you like to still say you're from the earth, but you're really, you're not. She doesn't have a sense of home anymore um, because she's not sky made. She'll, she'll never have a home up there. She'll never be 100% accepted. And she's left them all. Um, and because she left them all at Ma, she's 
kind of forgotten her people. So, and the struggles that they face. Um, and her brother really does hand it to her. Like, <laughs> our father was in debt. You got to leave. Me, however, I had to uh, work in the pleasure houses to pay off his debt. So, I mean, he doesn't shy away from telling her what's what. So, that was a pretty intense moment in the book. And I was just like, ouch. She got burned. Because she's forgotten. You know, she doesn't see the struggles the people in the mall are going through. It's like she sees, but she's not really registering it. Like, oh, I really should be doing something about that. Oh, wait, I'm SkyMade now. Uh, not my problem. That's kind of her. I'm not saying she's a bad person, but I think it's very human to forget where you come from when you move on to something better. Uh, I think it's very human um, because a lot of people, they do want to forget where they come from. You know, it's either very sad, it was either very destitute. You can't fault people for that, I don't think, because... The same thing with with the sun priest. I mean, you feel for them. Like, they have these bad memories. People want to forget their bad memories. I'm of the opinion that you should just face your bad memories and they'll just make you stronger. Like her brother. He is... Now he's a scary, scary guy. Um, Not saying that that's better. Maybe he's become like the people he hated, but... You know, he is stronger. He is working to, in in a way, not, you know, perfect. It's imperfect. But in a way, he is working to make his home better. <laughs> it's, again, not perfect. He is a little, he, a lot corrupt, actually. But he hasn't forgotten that pain. And he doesn't want other people to forget that pain. Um, and he just wants to remind the people in power, like, you guys are the one causing us the pain. So why should I give a damn about you? You know? I, I can't fault him for that either. The characters are very complex. Uh, they are very complex. They are shades of gray. And I like that because humanity is not black or white you know it, it is there are black or white things you know I think we're seeing it a lot in media oh I thought my taser was a gun yeah I still think that's bullshit but <laughs> okay um <laughs> that's just an example you know there are things that are black or white that there's no gray in that statement, you know, that is a black or white statement. It's like, that's not a mistake you should be making. But I think humanity as a whole, we are complex people. We sometimes do morally, morally objectionable things for others. You know, Lemiz, he stole bread to feed his family. He did theft. Theft is bad, but he was trying to feed his starving family. That's good. You know, shades of gray. That's just an example. These characters are nothing but shades of gray. They do some bad things, some good things. But 
I can't say any of them are evil. You know, even, um, God, I just, I just had his name. Here it is. Serapio. He is supposed to be the carry-on God reborn, um, which means he has to kill some people. But when you see the way that the carrion crow clan is treated you're just like okay yeah we definitely need a change we definitely need a revolution if he wants to let this god out in the world then sure why not it maybe it'll maybe it'll teach some lessons so when you're reading it that's kind of where you're at you become a morally great character for these morally gray characters you understand where they're coming from you empathize with them you pity them you sympathize you feel for these characters there's just so much emotion in the story that I didn't hate anyone there are times I was just like "Ooh, you totally deserve that but at the end like I don't want them all to die I want them to just prove these three characters I want them to prove to society as a whole like we're better than what you think we are we're better than what you make us out to be you know it's like we're better than you all high and mighty and whatever <coughs> pardon me so I think that that's very interesting and I love that that is where the story is going I think it's definitely worth reading because of that and ultimately, I loved it. You know, I do think this is a very creative story. I think there are lots of layers to the storytelling. There's lots of layers to the pacing uh, and lots of layers to the characters. It was truly a magnificent book for me to read. And I'm very excited to continue this series. Um, and I highly recommend it. So I'm going to give uh, Black Sun four and a half out of five stars not quite five um but i think the next book will probably be a five because this book was so close it really was i can't pin down what exactly is keeping me from giving it a five but i just can't it didn't quite blow me away not quite but it was very close to blowing me away i i do think that it has a lot of layers, a lot of, um, it makes the reader think. I love read books that make you think because, I mean, they just inspire you to act, you know? And this book was just, you, you definitely see the diversity in this book. You definitely see the voices of, pre-Columbian Americas here. So I think that that's very interesting. Um, I ultimately, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I really did. Four and, a five, four and a half out of five stars. So close, but just not quite. Uh, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, I do recommend purchasing it from your local bookseller or online preferred book retailer. Please purchase the book from a bookstore and not Amazon bookstores deserve way more support. If money's tight, please check this book out from your local library. Once again, libraries are there for you. And you can also get ebooks, audiobooks, and physical copies from your local library. 
On that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, following it, and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a supporter on Anchor FM, my recording platform, for a dollar a month. There's information in the description. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading, guys. Thank you.